Hi everybody, welcome to C3 Films. Today we are doing an episode of It Wasn't That Good on Tomorrow War. Um, so just to let you know, spoiler alert, we're going to uh, talk about things that happened in the movie. Um, before we get started, I'm Cheryl and this is... Chris. And let's get started. So Alright. So I voted to put this on It Wasn't That Good because... Here I was having a good time during the movie, and then as we started to get to a close, and the movie was ending, I was I was so excited. I was like, I want to see more. I want to see more. And then it ended, and I was like, that that was garbage. <laughs> I had so many problems with the ending. <laughs> yeah. So the ending of this movie, I think, is what's going to set people. It's going to set people in different camps when it comes to how good the quality of the movie is. Because, no lie, Cheryl, I was having a lot of fun with the movie. Me too. Yeah. I, I was like, when, when we first see the aliens, and they're like these big, giant, like, creature things that move fast, that are, like, basically bulletproof on, like, various parts of their bodies and shoot, like, spikes at you. I was like, these things are scary. Oh, God. These things are terrifying. I think it was just the concept too about like them going to the future to try to 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 you know the the future going to the past and grabbing people from the past to recruit them to fight a war in the future to save the future. It's just like, and you know how I feel about like movies and and um, time travel. I hate it most of the time because usually they don't do it very well. But they kind of explain, yeah. like, how it works and how, like, you need to, um, like, both timelines are moving at the same time and you can only go from one to the other. So it's, like, fixed. So that, like, solves that problem. And then they also, you know, show how the people that they're recruiting to go to the future to fight are people who are not going to be alive for that time period so it doesn't like mess with time uh, which makes sense because that's one of the things where I was like but if you go to the past and you recruit people in the past and they die in the future then doesn't that mean that the pe people in the future will disappear because <laughs> they were killed prematurely um, but they explained that so I, I like that aspect of it that they basically kind of you know make it foolproof for the time travel part. So I was like, okay, okay, I'll buy it. I didn't have too much yeah. problem with that. Yeah, I think that that's one of those things. Like, that's so, I'm glad you mentioned that detail because I think that's something that can be easily um, looked over because they don't like make a big deal about that. They don't really call out and say, yeah, everyone that's here, you're all going to be dead in like a current certain amount of time and that's why you're here. Uh, but it, when he gets recruited, that's um they actually say okay yeah he's gonna be dead in seven years or blah blah and he's like wait what whoa 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 and that's how you get kind of that information but i i'm with you when it comes to time travel stuff i i really have trouble with time travel movies because of like the nature of changing things in the past and and that same thing sending people to the future if they die in the future that wasn't doesn't that change their past and everything else like that and what about the whole time paradox thing can a character from the future still stay in the past where a younger version of themselves also exists? But when it came to this movie, I was very willing to like put all that aside 
uh, because the explanations that they offered, like you said, with the wormhole were good enough that I was like, okay, that's not going to derail the movie for me. So these other little issues that are usually associated with time travel movies, I'm going to put it aside and just enjoy this, like how they want to tell this story because I respect the fact that they're trying to do something different. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel on the same page as you. I, I just felt like, it, and it, it wasn't like presented to us in, in like a really expositional way, which I also liked is, is they, they showed us most of it, and, and but they verbalized some of it, which is like the right way to do it. So I think for that reason, like basically almost the beginning half of the movie just right up until the end really when he goes when he when he goes back to the past is when things start to crumble for me because i (laughs) and i really liked the way that the movie was constructed too because it's it's not like normal like i didn't I literally, like, kept, like, moving my mouse to see, like, at what point in the movie we are because I didn't know. I felt lost, and I love that. I love not knowing where I am in the movie, like, in terms of the structure of a movie. Like, usually movies are constructed, like, three-act. Certain things are happening. Like, there's a rise and fall and all these, you know, story points and everything that happen. And this movie doesn't really have that which I really like, but it still, like, worked as a structure for me until the end. Yo, Cheryl, you're you're preaching my language. I wasn't sure how you'd feel about the movie, but, like, right now, you and me are on the same page on all of our emotions and feelings about the movie. Because, like, the movie also has some pretty, like, cool-looking shots when they go to the future. And, like, for instance, we already did a spoiler alert, so... Like when his future daughter dies, that shot where she's falling and you have all the creatures in the ocean and it's like burning around them. That is a dope shot. Like I was looking at that like, oh my gosh. And the funny thing for me was that I thought the movie was going to end after that because he has the toxin. So it's like he has the toxin, he goes back to the past. And then I thought it was going to be this thing of like, okay, I know how to save the future. And then there was going to be credits. So I was like, oh man, all right, this movie is almost over. This movie is pretty good. I was like, I'm, I'm, I really enjoyed myself. And then I checked and I was like, oh, I have 40 minutes left. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So that when you get to the and so I guess we're going to start talking about a little bit more of the specifics of what the end was and why it bothered us. Um, but before we get into that, the last thing I just want to bring up about the first half of the movie was that like you were saying, the structure worked and it felt good, like not really knowing where we were in the timeline for the movie itself or how we understand how movies work made that more fun to experience. And even the movie caught me with surprise a couple of things. One, like I should have saw it coming, but the reveal that um, Yvonne Trzaskowski was the daughter um, um, grown up was a cool little reveal. But also the fact that when um when chris pratt's character gets to the future and is immediately like ready to assume command and to like help people live and there are other people that are willing to work with him i like that there wasn't this kind of dick measuring contest of i'm the alpha male and i'm the better person it it was a thing of we're here we're trying to survive you clearly know what you're doing you know what you're doing okay so we're gonna work together and make this happen so that we can live um but 
like so I liked I liked that aspect of it. That took me by surprise, like how how willing and ready everyone was able to come together under this man who did not actually have jurisdiction or leadership over them, but they recognized that, well, he knows more about this than we do, so we're gonna come together and make this happen when we've barely had any training. So I have a little bit of a problem with that because I was like, that other guy was doing, like that was like third tour. So I felt like he was the most experienced. Why didn't they follow him? Why didn't they like, you know, I felt it would have been better if they would at least look to him and, and like, look look at him for guidance, but then him being unwilling because, you know, of his, you it's know, fair. his um, his character is just, like, I don't really care enough to want to, like, lead you, and I'm not passionate enough about it, and then, like, Chris Pratt's character taking up the mantle instead because he has actual, um, you know, military experience. That, to me, would have felt better. But then mm-hmm. just, like, being like, okay, Chris Pratt, the hero, the main character of the story, is going to be in charge now. Like, oh, yeah, okay, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> That's fair. I just felt like, like, this movie reminded me of, like, Edge of Tomorrow. And I remember in Edge of Tomorrow, like, that guy was just another foot soldier. Um, and so I guess I, kinda, I, guess I just kind of liked that the main character had agency and kind of knew what was up. But now that you mention it, I guess that is something that we do see a lot with these main characters. I get, I, I think I just, when I was going into this movie, I was thinking to myself, oh, he's not gonna be that special. He's just gonna be another one of like the grunts that's just trying to live. So I was pleasantly surprised if, to find out that he actually had some type of combat experience. So, but I definitely, I think that you're right about that. Like, of course, cause he's the main character. So why wouldn't he? It's like John Wick. <laughs> yeah. I also felt weird, a little weird about it because we, not that in particular, but we met like a bunch of characters at the beginning, like um, his dad, and then there was the other scientist, he was like, we're going to be best friends, um, that guy Charlie, and it's like they disappeared for a while after that first first part of them going to the future, Um, and then you almost forget about forget about all those people because it's just really uh dan um chris pratt's character and his daughter um right and and the focus is all on them and you kind of forget about everyone else and like their existence because they don't really participate anymore in the future um or anything really until we get to the end when he when they all go back to the past um and then it's like oh yeah these guys and 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 I was really just like, why did they even show those people to us if they weren't going to be in the movie? Because it felt like when he, you know, like you said, once they get back to the past, it feels like the movie's almost over, but then it's not. And it just felt weird that they weren't throughout the movie. Like, usually you cut back and forth between your characters for the, like, you know, the different subplots, but there weren't really any subplots. <laughs> No, and they didn't really allow the those characters to kind of have their moment because, like, when they get back to the past and that scientist character is survives, and you know, Dan says to him, "Oh, you survived. That's great." And then that scientist character is like, "I hid," or whatever. It's like, okay, but that doesn't have as much weight as I think you guys want it to have because it would have meant more if you know, because that scene happens after Dan has a scene where he talks to the um chronically ill um 
three tour guide and says, hey, can you look after my friend? It would have been a lot more powerful if we saw them fighting for their lives. And there was a moment when he needed to do something and he didn't. And the friends try to look out for him, but then that guy just goes and run and hides and leads everybody else to die. And so now when they get back and it's like, I hid, that feels that feels stronger. And then when you get to the end of the movie where he says, that makes that proclamation of, I'm not gonna hide this time, I'm gonna do something, it stands out because right now, the way it is in the movie, doesn't really have any weight to it because we didn't see it happen. And so because we didn't see it, we don't really have an emotional tie or connection to that event. So I think that that's just, it almost feels like there was a whole other movie that they had to just cut for time. Um, and like, I would be really curious how many deleted scenes this movie has. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like it was missing because the fact that, like, you know, he was just laying there and, and he was like, I hid. I didn't like that. I, I was like, why, why did you make him like such a crappy character <laughs> like he had so much potential to to you know grow but he just kind of like insta grows at the very very end there was no journey there it's like he was afraid the entire time up until like he even when they get back and then it's not until you know they they actually go on that expedition at the end to find the aliens that he grows the pear. <laughs> yeah. But there's nothing there that made him do it. It just happened. And so I felt like his character was handled very poorly. Yeah, I agree. One thing I think was handled better in this movie, and this is still part of the future segment, was how they tried to portray the the science in the movie. Like, this movie is trying very hard to make silent science look cool. And... That can be very challenging because science is a lot of research, trial and error. It's nothing really glamorous about it. But I really appreciate the fact that the movie said, yeah, we're going to make you sit here and watch them make these experiments over and over again and fail because that's what science is. And it's not like a magical thing where they just like figured out how to like do the thing. Like I love Independence Day, but that's kind of what they do in Independence Day. They just kind of they figure out how to solve the problem and then they're able to solve it. Here, they figure out the idea for how to solve the problem, but then it takes them a long time to reach that conclusion. So, you know, It what? took them a day. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So it doesn't take them a long time, like it takes them a day, but my point is that we at least get to see the them actually doing research and trial and error and things like that. So I appreciated that it wasn't like the first or second or third one that they did. They made sure that you knew that they had been doing this for at least a while in the context of how many like trials they've done. So I thought that that was cool. Yeah. And I and I like the the relationship that he had with his daughter like at the beginning where he, you know, their their day-to-day life is him teaching her science and she loves it, which, you know, then makes sense for when you see her in the future. And she's basically a scientist. She's just like right. her dad. Military scientist. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. So that's everything that I think was great. Now we should probably talk about the ending. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was bad. It was so bad, guys. I it just It just ruined the movie for me, really. Like, 
first of all, okay, my hugest problem is how the very fact that they use a bomb to blow up the ship makes the toxin worth less. Like nothing. It's not even worth less, it's worth exactly nothing. Like, there is no point. Everything that happened, the entire part of the movie that happened before they used the bomb on the ship, pointless. Completely pointless. You built Absolutely. me up to nothing. <laughs> it's it's amazing because the whole point is that his sis, his daughter sacrifices herself in the future to get this thing to the past. She basically says, "Our we don't have a future. Our future is done. Save the past so you can save that future. And everyone in the future, they are on a suicide mission. And their suicide mission is all about getting this toxin. So the thing to remember about the story is that they don't get the location of where the aliens are from any information they get in the future. Like, they don't learn about it in the future. They actually learn about it in the past. And it's Chris, it's Chris Pratt, it's Dan and his wife that are just having a conversation. And through a casual conversation, they figure it out. But it has, it's, it has nothing to do with any type of little bit of extra little bit of information that someone from the future told them or said. Uh, they already had this information. Like, I think the only information they have, that's not entirely true. The only information they have is where the aliens appear in the future and so they have that information and through that little bit of information they're able to figure out where the aliens are in the past but that has that's a very little thing in compared to everything else that was happening because of the future and the toxin to actually kill them so you're thinking okay fine you have the toxin and you have the location now this toxin is going the the daughter is going to be the reason the world gets saved in the past and it's only true to a point, but the fact that a bomb, like you said, kills the aliens means that they didn't need the toxin. They just needed to know the location. They just go to the location, they blow it up, and then problem solved. Yeah, which also like makes me wonder, instead of like them having spent so much time trying to create a toxin, why didn't they spend more time trying to figure out the location of the aliens? Especially since apparently it's very easy to figure that out, where you just need two scientists, like, not even professional scientists, they're just two dudes who are science fanatics, basically, and a high school student. And a high school, I was going to say, <laughs> don't forget the kid. obsessed by volcanoes. <laughs> yep. A, a high school kid obsessed with volcanoes is the top researcher that could tell you any information that you need to know about volcanoes and volcanic ash. Not anybody that actually, you know, went to college and studied it and is, has a degree and a, you know, focus in it. A high schooler that has a, that basically has an unhealthy obsession with it. Mm-hmm. So then the other thing is like, okay, if we just put all that aside and be like, okay, so they didn't put a focus on trying to figure out where the aliens were and stuff like that. Say, like, they just really had no idea and they just needed to have a weapon against them. Fine. Okay. Toxin. We need the toxin. Um, so how about maybe, I don't know, establishing that bombs don't kill them. Then we have more value to the toxin. Then I was thinking, like, okay, so you have toxin. How about maybe changing the way toxin is into, like, ammo or, like, I don't know, a gas bomb or something? 
I'm not a like, scientist. Like I didn't have, I don't have any background in science, but I feels like this might be the way to go. <laughs> I mean, the other thing about it is that you you recognize that the aliens didn't come from above; they came from below. So, and you recognize that they were able to take over the world, and that there's a lot of them. So, when you go and you find where they are, why wouldn't you assume that there's a lot of them? And like, so what is the plan? Like, the movie just gets so frustrating in its logic because they get there. No one knows they're there, by the way, because because story prevents anyone from believing them when they say that we might know where these aliens are based off of this information that we have. Even though everyone knows that people came from the future, you can easily just say, hey, based on this information from the future, we know this. But whatever, no one believes them, so they have to sneak to Russia by themselves, right? When they get there and they have this decision of, we found the place, we can either do this now or try to send the information back. They make the information, they say, well, let's just do this now, but there's a good chance that we might not live through this. So why wouldn't you at least have somebody go back and at least give the information so that if every single one of you die, humanity still has a fighting chance because they at least know where the aliens are. Like you said, you had the proof. You have like, someone bring a camera. So I mean, you guys all have phones, take pictures, I don't care. But like, why is it not anybody's thought that we need to at least make sure one person can go and give this information? Because if we all die, then we're back to square one mm-hmm. and we don't have toxic. Yeah. Yeah. I felt it was, yeah, because they, they, they basically took everything and everyone that had any information and then almost all died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and it's so frustrating because then when they get in the ship, and it's like, okay, well, how are you going to distribute the toxin? This is when your gas idea is like, why did they do like a gas? Like, how did you guys not think that there was going to be thousands of aliens down there? And you came with a couple of hundred vials of toxin and you're, and you're doing it one, one by one. Was that really the plan that we're going to do one by one thousands of aliens between eight people? Like, it makes it like it just makes no sense for just from any kind of perspective if you're thinking you're going to go to the mothership of something that has thousands of aliens inside you're going to think of some type of mass way to eliminate them all like a bomb but if bombs don't kill them a gas bomb like that has been um synthesized from the toxin mm-hmm. well hey i mean he's just a science teacher so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm just a filmmaker, so I I would just assume that I don't know anything about how to use gas bombs and how effective they are as opposed to in- individually injecting mm-hmm. aliens. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... You know, it would have been it would have been like contrived, but I would have even accepted them basically finding a kind of um, nutrient distribution from the center in the center of the ship that basically disseminates like all the nutrients to all the aliens in the entire ship, and that's how they like stay alive. And if they just injected like the vial into that, and then all of a sudden like like that was disseminated to every alien in the ship, and then it killed them all. Like I would have even taken that. But the real truth of the matter is they didn't do that because they wanted to have a final showdown with the mother um, alien. And what did you think of that? I think they could have still done that. If they established that bombs don't kill them, and and then they just make her like super duper stronger, and like maybe she needs multiple injections because they never tested it. So 
like maybe one didn't work and you know and, and they also did that cool thing where uh he injected like her tentacle and then she just ripped it off and like oh no we need another one cool. right like all of that could still happen yeah you know because they established that she's super stronger um and i mean I, f I feel like they could have shortened all of that and then put more sub subplots in in the middle uh, and developed uh, Charlie. I feel like you know they didn't need to make the end that much longer to do all that. I feel like they they wasted time um, trying to explain all that when it didn't even make any sense. <laughs> nope it it really didn't. So it's just it's unfortunate because I felt like the, I was having a fun time with the movie until it really reaches its conclusion where it kind of just drops all logic and drops the ball. Um, I like J.K. Simmons. I think he's always a fun actor to see, um, but he's barely in this movie. <laughs> he, he, he really is. Um, it's cool, the, the father-son tag team fight. I remember thinking to myself, okay, this is cool. I like the fact that he had this problem with his father and now they're about to like fight alongside each other. I like the fact that his father didn't die to sacrifice himself for his son in the end so that they can actually have a relationship um but even then story-wise because the father hasn't met the the, the granddaughter one of the things either ha happens either he meets the granddaughter or um dan takes all the cards that the granddad sent and like gives them to the daughter so that she can know her granddad in that way but the movie was gonna be i felt like the movie was gonna have too much of a happy ending to do something like that but either way like I thought that the fact that they were fighting together was cool and I liked the fight for what it was. Like the mother, the the female was strong and um, hard to kill, which was cool. Uh, they took out its eyes and she was still about to kill them. So that was fine. It was everything that led up to that point since they got back from the future that just did not work for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like I said, they didn't have to do all that. They, they could have still kept all that under certain conditions, but. Um, I think the other thing, the other, uh, like, plot hole that I found is um, they, they, they figure that the toxin that they have is basically ineffective on the females, but effective on the males. So yeah. my question was, why didn't they just use it on all the males and then kill all the males and then not have, like, unless the females can just reproduce without a male <laughs> i they might though we might not be remembering this um because i don't remember either but maybe it's a chance that they said in the movie that the females can reproduce asexually which means that if you kill the males it doesn't matter as long as there's one female then the entire race can like survive so maybe and maybe that was like one of the big things about why if the one female escaped from the ship then it could still be a problem you know maybe that Maybe that was the thing. Um, there's a chance that that's not in the movie at all, but because I can't remember, I can't say that it isn't. But if they reproduce asexually, wouldn't they just all be females then? <laughs> I mean, well, then you're maybe screwed. it's like... But my, my thing, though, is that if they killed all the males, it would buy them more time. <laughs> that, too. I mean, if you have, like, 100 females to worry about versus, like, 10,000, like, creatures in total... Um, there's clearly a number that's better to like, you know, have to deal with. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but 
either way, that's that's where I that's where I stand on the movie. I think that the movie was generally a fun movie um, for about like half of it, and then it just drops in the last half. There's not really anything else that I have to personally say about it, other than I I'm disappointed because. I wasn't expecting the movie to be good going in. I didn't even want to have to watch it or talk about it, really. And then I was surprised, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to thank Cheryl for this movie because I'm actually having a good time. And then I got to the end, and I was just like, wow, guys, like, you had it. You had it. Like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were there were a couple other problems, too, but they weren't as big as, like, they weren't, as problematic as the ending so like you could still enjoy the movie just until the end once you get to the end it just all falls apart um but that's why i like i can say i enjoyed the movie i just didn't like the way it ended yeah and i'm and i'm with you there enjoyed the movie but i was just disappointed in the ending i would definitely say hey you know, if you haven't seen it, I think it's worth checking out for the sole reason of like they they try to do something different with a with a concept that we've seen a lot of in the past. Um, so I think it's worth it to just check it out for that reason. And there's there are some cool shots in there. The alien designs are cool, but just know that when you get to the ending, you're it's going to be disappointing. And you know, it is what it is. So, is there anything else you want to say before we get out of here from on this one and move to our next segment? No, but I was just reading my notes and I just saw me put WTF and I don't know why, but I I guess I do know why. But <laughs> you, you could probably insert that to any point in the last 40 minutes of the movie and it would be accurate. I have one whole line dedicated to WTF. <laughs> You're like, we went to a high schooler to find the answer to this really strong, really this really important question that could save the world. WTF. We always came with eight people and didn't decide to like disseminate the information that we learned to anybody else. WTF. We're injecting these things manually to one-on-one and then it wakes up everything else in the ship. WTF. We blow up everything in the ship and don't even need the toxin. WTF. <laughs> I'm telling you, it works no matter where, where you put it. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's what we thought about uh, The Tomorrow War. Did you guys check it out? It's on Amazon Prime. What did you think about it? Did you enjoy the whole movie? Um, did you feel like me and Cheryl where you enjoyed like half of the movie? Or did you just think the whole movie was stupid? Whatever you thought, comment below. Let us know. And while you're down there, if you give us a like, share, and subscribe, Even if you don't, though, I have been Chris, and this has been Cheryl, and we will see you all next time.